to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. When Jenny McHugh decided to leave her corporate job and follow her dream, she knew that there would be challenges, as with any startup. But what she didn't expect was the economy to shut down, shoppers forced to stay home, buyers nervous to splurge on non-necessities. In this episode, you will hear why Jenny made the decision to press forward with her luxury jewelry line and how she has to pivot her business plan weekly, almost daily, just to keep up with the changing times. Plus, we get to know the artist and the brains behind the fun and funky jewelry line known as Campbell and Charlotte. Join us now as we say it Southern with Jenny McHugh. We've got Jenny McHugh today from Campbell and Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. We cannot wait to hear about your business. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. So tell us about Campbell and Charlotte. Yes. So Campbell and Charlotte is a fine jewelry brand. Uh, We are based in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where all of the designs, um, the designing is done in my office, in my studio. Um, And then everything is handmade in uh, New York City. So we have all our our production in the U.S. up in uh, the Big Apple. So give us a little background on you. Are you have you always been a jewelry designer, love jewelry person? Uh, I have always loved jewelry. Um, one of my parents' favorite memories, which is very apt right now because I have a daughter who is the same age and is basically doing the same thing, is that when I was about two and a half or three, I um, literally would not get out of bed until I put on like 20 plastic bracelets and 20 plastic um, necklaces. And then it was a war to get me to sleep, taking them off so that I wouldn't kill myself in the middle of the night. (laughs) Uh, So I have always loved jewelry. Certainly it has evolved from plastic jewelry to fine jewelry over the years. Um, And I've been in the jewelry industry for about 10 years. I had another business called Button Box Design Um, where I handmade jewelry. Um, So not quite um, kind of at the luxury fine jewelry level, but still natural gemstones, which is really where my love comes from. And the the dream was always fine jewelry. Um, And after I had my daughter, I had one of those very kind of like mama moments that now is the time. And if I don't do it now, maybe I'll never do it. And I'll look back and regret not doing it. So um, Campbell and Charlotte is um, a, uh, a labor of love, I guess. I've been working on for about the last 12 months, um, and we launched in mid-April. Mid-April, right when all, we were all told to stay home. What a perfect time to launch a business. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Yes, so, it's been Cam- interesting. Campbell and Charlotte, I'm assuming Charlotte maybe because you live in Charlotte? Yes, and yes. And what is Campbell? Campbell is my daughter's name. Okay. So she really is, it's kind of like what helped launch the business, right? Is uh, the city of Charlotte in a way, but then mostly my daughter obviously is the inspiration. The inspiration because you felt like you wanted to create or felt like you've had more time or was it you wanted her to see you doing something you love or what was that? Yeah, I think the last, like really just that I feel like once you bring someone into the world, you want 
to teach them everything you want to make them proud, kind of that whole thing. And I, that really happened for me once I had her. Um, and I think I had been kind of climbing the corporate ladder for 15 years as my full-time job and always thought that's what I do, but I just had grown not so enamored by it. And so it seemed like that whole journey of like not really enjoying what I was doing in corporate and then having her and wanting to show, I always come back to like, I wanted to show her that hard wasn't impossible. Mm. And I hope that like 10 years from now, you know, we're looking back and, and it, and I, and we've proven that and she's telling her friends, you know, and she's proud of me and all that, that like, if she can be proud of me, I feel like that would be a win, For a sure. big win. For sure. So do you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Like, did you, when you were in corporate America, did you feel like you were missing something or, or were you always a creative or what? Cause I feel like a lot of women especially feel like we have to fall into this one trick pony, right? That we have to be this person and we find our identity and by what we're doing. So did you always have something pulling you away and, and she just kind of caused you to make the turn? I think it's really funny, actually. So when I was a kid, I um, loved to draw. Like I took art classes and painting and all of that, like for most of my childhood. Um, and then when I went to college, well, well before I went to college, I, I was in competitive gymnastics. So I kind of like gave it up. And then I went to college and then I was in the corporate world for a while. And when I went, I went back and got my MBA. Um, and I remember my mom, who I love and admire big time just like telling me she was sad that I had left my creative roots. And she didn't mean like leave corporate world and go like be an artist or whatever. But she just, you know, like, I feel like my mom has this really subtle way of like putting little birdies in my ear and she's not too pushy. And then I kind of think about it a lot. And so that's when I started the other jewelry business is I was like, well, I'm still doing corporate America. You know, I'm getting my MBA. That's where I'm headed, whatever. Um, and so that was where the jewelry part kind of started. And then I think Campbell and Charlotte really was more a uh, result of having my daughter. I think just really saying like, I think about this type of thing every single day yeah. when I'm sitting behind my desk. So like, I got to give it a go. And she was, I think, the catalyst for that. So you put 12 months of hard work and labor of love into this business. And then when you get ready to launch, COVID hits. So what in the world? (laughs) What are you thinking at this point? So what what I was thinking during launch is I spent 12 months developing this line. Like I just got to do it, right? So in a way, it was good that it took a while to design the line, develop the line, make the line, find the connections to make the line, kind of all of that, because then there was a lot at stake for me to just like jump off the ledge and do it. Um, but a part of the launch, which I think anybody that, um, makes product, I mean, a huge part of that is getting in front of your customer and seeing what are they picking up? You know, what did you love that like no one's touching that maybe you should think about phasing out? Um, so that was a huge part of my launch plan, right? Is like trunk shows and getting in front of people in a number of different ways that would have been this spring. Um, And that is a piece I am definitely missing. Um, So where I've pivoted now is, I think what people are looking for, well, the first thing I would say is, we have a higher share of people's eyeballs right now than we may have 
ever again. For sure. So I'm trying to kind of see this, the silver lining. People are home, you know, they're looking at their phones, they're shopping. Um, and I think the other thing is people are looking for a personal connection. We're all kind of like stuck at home. Right. And so what I'm trying to do is figure out how I can tell my story through my jewelry and then find others who can like this help shepherd that story and make a connection as well, you know, and, and not push, like, it's kind of a weird time buy all my rings, which obviously <laughs> that would be great. I will. Oh, but I, I saw the stacks and I'm obsessed. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and honestly, that's really what you should be doing as a business owner anyway. I think in jewelry, it's such a personal purchase. And so people do want to know like who they're buying from and what that story is so they can make that connection. So I focused a lot on the storytelling aspect right now. For sure. I mean, one of the things that Sarah and I were talking about prepping for this interview is like, no matter what the, no matter what the economic climate is, there's always going to be reasons to buy jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's always going to be something like the birth of a child, a new chapter in life, I mean, something that you need to capture. Surviving homeschool. With diamonds. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, please. I mean, we all deserve some big diamonds big for diamonds. that particular situation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that jewelry will always be relevant because of that. Yeah. You know what I found is, um, and I think just narrowing in on the jewelry industry in particular, people are looking for, like, those special pieces, right? Yeah. Like, they don't want something that they're seeing everywhere, and that goes back to the storytelling. Like, they want to be able to tell their story, but they want to connect with the designer. The other thing that's really interesting um, is that engagements are, like, booming. Mm-hmm. So I've actually done quite a bit of um, engagement rings, um, and then people, and wedding bands of people, they're like, well, we don't really know when this wedding's going to happen, so let's just buy all our bling now, and <laughs> I'll wear it, and, you know, who knows? So... People are stuck together, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who are um, not staying together as a result of that, but there are a lot of people that are getting engaged. Um, So that's been exciting, too. So the inspiration behind your design, I mean, because it's funky. It's fun. It's different. It's just like you said. Um, I love some of your messages. I see you're wearing the Roar necklace now. Yep. Yep. I love that. And then the other pendant below it. I love that, too. Thank you. Yeah, it looks like, like she's wearing mama. Courtney and Sarah right there. Yeah, I think like, that. Yeah, that's Sarah, and really? Courtney is the roar for sure. <laughs> I, I would buy the top one. Sarah would buy the the bottom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you're more uh, funky, and then you're more traditional. I guess. Yes. Hundred yes. percent. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like um, a big diamond. <laughs> yes. Well, I. I mean, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So, what is the inspiration behind your designs? Yeah, I think there's two things. So like the Roar Pendant is a part of our uh, Juju collection. And what I say that is, is it's like our childhood doodles kind of like elevated to what we'd actually want to wear. And that's really what the inspiration is. So, you know, we have like rainbows and shooting stars and we have a lightning bolt. Um, And then obviously they're covered in like diamonds and colored sapphires and things like that. Mm -hmm. So those ones are really fun, whimsical. um, And they are like what we used to doodle when we were kids that, you know, we've made into charms. And then the rest of the collection um, is really inspired by stones. I mean, I, my other business, that's really where a lot of the design started is I would go out and buy a bunch of stones and then I would design around it. Um, So it's really the color and the stones and figuring out how can you bring the beauty of every stone to life. So one of our collections is this combination of 
really organic stones like moonstone or like a malachite. Um, and then we drill into them and we put diamonds and, and gold banding and things like that. So it's like bringing those two worlds together of these really organic beautiful stones and then making sure they have some bling going on with some gemstones and diamonds and stuff like that too. So those two big things um, are, I think, what mostly inspires a lot of the designs. I was just, I was just thinking about the emerald necklace that I saw on your website. Yes. What yes. collection is that? That's like a collection in itself. Yes. So that's the one I was just referring to that. So our found collection is the one where we bring those two stones together. And that was when I finally gave myself permission that like I was going to do this. And I sat down and started, I mean, I've always doodled, but like doodled with purpose. That was like what exploded out of me. And that pendant that you're talking about, which is a malachite stone, it's an emerald cut malachite stone was like the first solidified one. That was the first piece I did. Um, and that the stones in the found collection are all like custom cut for those designs, which is really cool. So it starts with like a huge hunk of stone. That's literally, you know, like uh, six inches to a foot long. And then you cut out the beautiful piece that you use for the design, which is really cool to see as well. Oh, that is really cool. Mm. Now, are you involved in that process at all? Or is that? Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yes. Wow. How do you, I mean, how do you, what is it? Is this like YouTube university? How do you learn how to do all this? <laughs> um, I mean, I would be lying if I said I'm like still figuring out as I go. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm in a whole new industry and in my other jewelry business, I learned a lot about stones. I learned a lot about like design aesthetic, but I made it all by hand. Right. So this whole, this whole thing of like, that's why it took 12 months to launch the line is because the manufacturing process is complex and finding the right people to do it um, that you trust is difficult. That's really what a lot of the time was. Um, and so it was honestly using the networking skills I learned in the industry, like in the corporate world for the last 15 years and just like reaching out to a million people and hoping that someone would take me under their wing and like give me their contacts and then kind of build from there. And then eventually you find the people that you can work with. Um, but like I said, that was what took so long mm -hmm. is finding those people. Do you feel like your business is changing on the weekly now? I mean, how many times have you had to pivot your business plan since April? A million. I don't even have like a long-term one at this point. You know, I think it's like, it's, it's literally like month by month is even a stretch. So like, for example, um, a lot of the strategy is also wholesale and retail, right? So we sell directly to our clients, but you know, you also need to be in retailers and things like that. Um, and when we launched the general sentiment was like, don't even try. I mean, the stores weren't even open, et cetera. A lot of retailers don't have strong, um, online presences, but in the last few weeks, I mean, we've been picked up by four new retailers. Yeah, girl. Thank you. But like, that's, to I mean, so even two or three weeks ago, I wasn't, I mean, I was focused a little bit, right? Like I'm planting seeds because you got to plant seeds so they'll grow. But like, I didn't expect any of that. So what, what, what I'm finding is that regionally, depending on what's going on with COVID and what phase cities are in and stuff like that, um, people are interested there. And so I think it's like, planting all of these seeds. And then because things are so unsure, like not like watering them all, but not knowing which ones are going to bloom, which like under a normal circumstance, like you'd have 
more of a sense of which ones were going to bloom. Um, so, do you think this is making your success more like rewarding? I think so. I mean, it's so hard. Like, I don't have a point of comparison, right? Like, yeah. I've worked mm-hmm. in corporate forever. I, I would say it is um, so much more rewarding, but like so much more. Uh, like, so for example, and I'm so glad this got uh, resolved before our call today. I have a huge shipment out right now to a retailer that's huge, 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 huge. The package got lost mm-hmm. and I spent the last like 40 hours tracking it down and literally 45 minutes before this call, we found it. But things like that, like, you know, that's, it was insured and all that stuff. But and when you own your business, it's not just the money, it's time, right? Like I'd have to remake all of those things. And, you know, are you going to miss like when you have, um, uh, the person interested and all of that stuff. So, um, I think it's more rewarding for sure, but it's a roller coaster. I mean, my poor husband is like, I don't know what to do with you. I'm like, it's fine. You just up all your prescriptions and you keep going. I'll tell you from experience. Um, you know, I think sometimes when people start businesses though, that they get thrown into this fire and it's sink or swim and it's, everything's like a whirlwind and fast pace. I mean, we talked to, I mean, more than half of the guests that we talked to have started their own business. And a lot of their stories are similar mm-hmm. that they started and it took off. And before they knew it, they were, you know, open in factories. But I really think that in the middle of this, that there's a blessing for your business because I, I, I would go back to some of those um, guests and say, okay, if you had six months to really pour in to the guts of your business and tell the story and find the people and really make real authentic connections based on what you're creating, do you think that would change your outcome? And it feels like in the middle of this that you've really kind of been introspective and tried to be smart about figuring out a way how to get these into the people with the right hands instead of like a shotgun, you know, kind of mentality. I think that's totally true. And I think part of that is because like we're having to figure out how to connect with those people in such a different way. Right. Right now. Um, and, and both feel comfortable in that new way, which a lot of it is like zoom for me. Right. Or yeah. um, connecting over the phone or sending pictures. Um, and so my partners are having to figure out how to get comfortable with, like, it's almost like we're in, in that together too. Um, and so because it's a little awkward, I find that the people that you do make that true connection with are like on that journey with you. Yes. Whereas mm-hmm. otherwise they would just, you know, jump ship and be like, this is not going to work. Like it's another vendor to go in my store, but instead it's almost like a partner. Yeah. Cause they've yeah. seen you I, through I, this. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So what's the New York connection with the design studio there? Cause that sounds very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those industries that like for sure has a lot of glamorous things about it, but like any industry, you know, yeah, you're like, just uh, making them in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. With a lot of wine. Yeah. Yes. So most of like the super talented craftsman jewelers are either in New York or LA Um, so in that networking journey that I was referring to, a lot of it was knowing that I wanted to be up there and in the diamond district, um, Mm. it's really efficient. (laughs) I want to be up there in the diamond district. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That the diamond district in particular is like an extremely unfabulous part of New York, but, um, 
but it has everything you need, right? So it has, you can get all the stones you need, like the, the, uh, the lapidary, which is, um, who cuts stones. That's what they're called. You know, they're in New York, so you can go get that and then you can go get it, you know, made by your jewelers and stuff like that. So, um, certainly there are other avenues, but I knew, um, that's really where I wanted to be if I could find the right people. Um, and from Charlotte, it's, I mean, obviously right now it's more challenging, but before all this happened, it's, you know, a 45 minute flight up to New York. So that was a route I was getting very used to. Did you have anybody mentoring you through this or through this time? I mean, how do you, I mean, I don't take it that the diamond district is off canal street. So how, how do you find out where (laughs) you're going? Yeah, it, for, I mean, this is the most, um, also it's a very small and tight lipped industry, right? So everybody's sourcing diamonds and their maker and yes, for sure. And people view, which I do too, people view their manufacturing partners as like proprietary because it is, um, it really is. Um, so for sure I had a lot of mentors and you find, um, different nuggets from all of them. And you find different levels of people who are willing to share things. And then you find some people who might not be the nicest people in the world, but like you learn from that experience and, um, take that along as well. So this is not a, I would not be where I am now without probably like five to 10 people who really have given me like time and contacts and advice and will answer text messages about, thing that would take me three days to figure out that they know in 30 seconds. Are those people that you reached out to and you started the relationship with? Because again, I think about our listeners who may be where you were two years ago and say, I've got this really great idea or I want to take this product in a different direction. How do I, how do I get it from A to B? So yeah, or, for or sure. A to Z, where do we find that mentor? Yeah. Where do we find them? How do we do it? Yeah. I mean, it is, it's literally like cold calling, so, you know, um, obviously if you have an idea and you want to be in an industry, like presumably, you know, a little bit about those industry and who some of the players are. And I would literally, I mean, I reached out to some like huge designers who would email me back. Really? You know? Yes. It's like, never assume someone's too big. Right. Cause I'm going to rem- like, hopefully I'm gigantic at some point. That's the yes. dream. And I'm going to remember when someone helped me and I hope to be, I mean, I am not anywhere near being able to like mentor anyone at this point. I'm just like treading water, but I hope I am. And I hope I respond. And so I think people remember that. Um, and most of the jewelry designers who I aspire to be are entrepreneurs, right? Like they're, they were one man, um, women or one women shops. Most of the people who were my men are my mentors. And so they remember, and if they, the other thing I found, which actually is another silver lining of everything going on with COVID is these designers generally are like traveling around doing trunk shows, blah, blah, blah. And they're all stuck at home too. Mm-hmm. They're treading water once again. Yeah. Yeah. So I found they have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people like sharing like what their journey looked like. Yeah. Cause you at know? the end of, I mean, you know, you peel all the onions back, you peel all the glamour back we're still just all per- the same person looking for a come up, you know? For sure. And so the power of the interwebs, the power of technology <laughs> is that, you know, you might DM somebody on Instagram and it's really them messaging you back. Oh, 100%. It's not 100%. their team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So that, yeah, like to get really nitty gritty, I would like 
stalk for email addresses. I would DM people. I would, I mean, it's literally cold calling to figure out. And I think like even in some of the like press coverage that we're starting to get and things like that, that, that like, that doesn't just happen. right? Right. I'm like stalking the industry. I'm emailing them. I'm emailing them repeatedly and they don't email me back. So I think starting your own business is also like when you've been working in corporate and you're used to people like responding to your emails because like you have a certain title or like whatever, it's just very humbling because people don't care who you are. They don't know who you are. They're not going to respond to your, most people are not going to respond. So you just got to, you know, put your big girl pants on and get going. Keep DMing. That's the hustle, baby. (laughs) You hustling. (laughs) So much DMing. It's insane. (laughs) That's the hustle. Jenny, how how are things going with sales? We, you mentioned that you've got these retail partners and you've gotten picked up by things, but what's your main vehicle of getting your story and information out right now? Yeah, so I, it's uh, it's mostly Instagram and my website. Those are the two places where we've spent a lot of time. Um, and then hopefully we'll continue you know, to expand kind of our wholesale retail partners as well. Um, but the, the entire collection you'll see on our Instagram and website. Um, and then the other thing that I don't think we've talked about a lot other than engagement rings is a big part of what kept us afloat and going before the collection was launched was custom pieces. And Ooh, I, I love, that. love doing those. I and so there's a few different categories that we do that type of work in. And I love all of them. Um, one is like engagement and wedding rings. That's obviously a big one when people are looking for something custom. So we just finished this beautiful like sapphire engagement ring, um, and we just delivered that, which was really fun. And they're the they are actually one of the couples who's like not sure when their wedding's going to happen. So she's like, just give it all to me. Give, give it, it to Rob. Insurance policy. Um, and then we also do a lot of like, Hey, I inherited this jewelry from my grandmother, my mom, and I like hate the setting, but people have ridiculously nice stones and like gold and platinum just sitting in jewelry boxes. So we'll redesign those into custom designs. Um, or sometimes people are like, I like this ring on your website and I just want a diamond in it instead of a tourmaline or whatever. So we'll, we'll find custom stones as well. Um, so that's not as, you know, um, fully represented probably on the site, but also something that I have really enjoyed doing. So can you do that? Can you just like ship jewelry around? How does that work? So I've got some grandma stuff, you know, like do I draw this out? Like it's something that I have in my mind or just, can I just ship all this stuff to you and say, create something, Jenny? We do all. So yes, (laughs) yes to all. Um, so yeah, I've done the, like, I know I have this and I, don't have an image at all in my head, please. And I'll sketch and we go from that process, which is awesome. Um, I find most people though have some idea. And so actually what's really helpful is I'll start a Pinterest board, um, with my clients and you know, it could be like all over the board, but that helps me really get into like their brain. I feel like it's the same thing like wedding planners do right with brides. Yes. yes. Um, so that often is a way we we do it as well. Or sometimes people will just be like, I really like this ring you have on your website and I just want you to use my stones, you know? Yeah. So it's it's all. I love that. And I feel like people are going that way because jewelry is very personal. It's like what you said. Um, yes. You know, I had a cousin that just had her ring design and it is seriously the most unique 
thing, and it was an oval diamond, and then she had kind of a thing that wrapped over, diamonds that wrapped over the top and the bottom, and it was just art. And I'm like, that is really cool. And I feel like all these artsy millennials, like, this is what they need to be doing. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're making, they're drawing out their own engagement rings. We ain't going to case. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Agree. I think jewelry is, I always say, and before I was, like, doing this, um, if, if I was lucky enough, you know, I would buy it to commemorate things. And I just like envision when Campbell is old enough that I like tell her about the story of my life through my jewelry box. Cause we would buy, like if we went on vacation yeah. and I was enough to convince my husband or obviously when she was born and, um, and every year for our anniversary, my husband gets me something and we engrave it with the year. And so I just think like, it is very personal. I think it's a cool journey that hopefully at some point, I mean, I always joke that Campbell is not going to like jewelry. She's going to be like the daughter who, you know, isn't into it at all. But uh, <laughs> at some point, I'll be walking her through the the story of my life through my jewelry. I love, love that. that. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. I need jewelry. I, I need jewelry. <laughs> Sarah's got three girls. I don't know. I guess I got some lucky daughter-in-laws one day. Yeah, I have do. two boys. Yes. Yes. Yes, you have some lucky daughter-in-laws yeah. for sure. Or hold it for the grandkids. Yeah, there you go. That's what you'll do. You'll yeah. Do. I'll be like, she ain't getting this. Not until you have a baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> for yourself forever. Don't right. share it. Yeah. Like, Bury me with Bury. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. That's so funny. All right. Well, before we let you go, we like to do a popcorn round where we just ask you some quick questions. Super fun, easy, and just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. What is your favorite place to visit in the South? Um, we got engaged at the Inn at Palmetto Bluff in Bluffton, South Carolina, and it is amazing and one of my favorite places. Okay. This is probably an easy question. Diamonds or pearls? Diamonds. Leather or suede? Leather. Coffee or cocktails? Coffee. I mean both, but like if I had to give one up, it would <laughs> All right. Are you going to splurge on an appetizer or a dessert? Appetizer. If you had another profession, what would it be? Oh my gosh, that's so hard because now I'm doing it. Um, I love that this is really hard for me to answer because I used to be able to answer it in five seconds, but now I'm doing the thing. That's Um, good. That's Yeah. I guess I would maybe do something and travel. Like I'd be one of those people where like hotels pay for you to come stay and write about it or something. Okay. Yeah, I could do you that. You could travel with your jewelry now. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely do that. Yeah. I, could yeah. Do that. I think that's pretty hard to like get into, but yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Describe yourself in three words. Ooh. <clears throat> um, fun, empathetic, and creative. All right. Describe Campbell and Charlotte in three words. Ooh. Heirloom. We always say, like, you pass it down generation to generation, whimsical and sparkly. Oh, I love that. Okay. From who or what do you draw inspiration? I think my daughter. It just keeps coming back to, I mean, my husband too, you know, like the, especially now the support in this craziness, but, um, I think her, I love it. Well, Thank you so much for coming on Say It Southern today. And we can't wait for our listeners to hear your story and be inspired by you setting out to achieve and reach your dreams. Yes. We're going to tell the world about you. 
Thank you for having me. This was so fun. So fun. Thank you, Jenny. Bye. Bye. So, quick question for you. Yes. Have you gotten a quarantine present? Like, you know how when you have a baby, you get a push present. Or you get, you know, you have an anniversary or whatever it may be. Yeah. Have you gotten a present? Like a quarantine present? Homeschool present? No. I mean, like, more laundry than I could ever imagine. <laughs> right. Or dishpan hands from washing all the dishes. What do you mean? I think this is becoming a thing. This is not a thing. This is a thing. There's no way. This is a thing. I know a girl who personally just got a brand new car as her quarantine gift. You shut up. Promise you. Like For what? Thank you for doing such a good job of taking care of our children, cooking, learning new recipes, taking care of the house, staying inside, keeping our family safe, sheltering down. Paging Jason Goolsby. I mean, really? Paging Jason Goolsby. No, I have not gotten that. She really got that? Got a brand new car. Wow. I mean, this, I think kids? this is happening. Um, they have three, and then she has two step- stepchildren. Okay, grown. so five in grown. the house, mm-hmm. and she's cooking yeah. She's cooking for all of them and learning new recipes. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'd not. <laughs> Still a big fat no. I want a quarantine present. I think I deserve a quarantine present. Okay, what would it be? Well, actually, I really don't because, you know, I told you I like reverted backwards. So it's like hamburger helper, (laughs) done. Ramen noodles, done. Right. (laughs) Mac and cheese, here you go. No, I have not heard of this. I... I would be, okay, I want to know this, listeners. If you have heard about this, please DM us because I I need to know if this is a thing or not. Like, do we need a gift? Are we the only ones <laughs> not getting a gift here? I will say, I did a little online shopping um, not too long ago, and I did tell Jason, hey, I got this, and it's part of my homeschool salary. Yeah. I do think people <laughs> were buying more for themselves because it is kind of like you feel like you deserve it or something, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. Well, I worked hard for this. Yeah. This new handbag. I know. Um, Okay, but how often do you buy jewelry? Uh, Not often. Yeah. Not often. Not fine jewelry. Right. I don't really know, quarantine present, Mm -hmm. when the last time I got a fine piece of jewelry. Right. Just for me. Yeah. I think it's something like what we were talking about that I loved how she said she would love to tell the story of their life through jewelry to her daughter. Oh. Because, I mean, now... Like getting a stacking band whenever you have mm-hmm. a baby or anniversary or you know whatever, um, that is something that you know we have gotten away from. But I I love that I do too. tradition and that idea. That's what I'm gonna start asking for for um, like for Christmas. Yeah. from the girls instead yeah. of like giving me a gift card, which <clears throat> I yeah, give, I mean mm-hmm. I love it. I love a gift card. You yeah. know what I do, yeah. but. Like, give me something that either they've picked out or they think I would love or something even that I've picked out. Yeah. You know, and then, like you're saying, it can tell the story. Yeah. Like, this was kind of represents 2020. Yeah. For my 40th birthday, the boys gave me a pendant. And it wasn't, you know, super expensive, crazy, but it was gold and it had a little diamond in it. You know, it's a little diamond from them, but, like, I'll always treasure it. It's, yeah. it's really cool looking. It's really hip. And I, I love it. I'll wear it to layer. And I was going to say, they probably love when you wear that, don't they? Of course. They know. Like, yes. The now, don't get me wrong. They've given me stuff from Target, too, and I've loved it, too. Well, of course. You know? Yes. That they've gone to get mom a card and then come back with, like, a sterling silver chain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my girls for my birthday wanted to give me a watering can. A green watering can. Because they just knew I would love that, you know, to water the flowers. Which, yes. Uh, yeah, and you do. Yes. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but those are those are the best gifts. But I would like to have a story to tell. Yeah. We, you know, do you have stuff that was passed down to you? I do, you? yeah. And let me tell you this. We know she, we were kind of joking about being buried with your jewelry. Yeah. So my mother had a garnet cross that she wore. Okay. Beautiful. She wore it every day. And when they did visitation, she had it on. So before they closed the casket, my dad was like, do we want to get the, the necklace out? I don't feel like that's when you ask that question. Like, well, you need was, to know that well, no, ahead of time. I think maybe somebody even said, like, Shall we take the necklace off? Like, you know. Oh, my gosh. And we were all standing there, my dad and my sisters and myself, and we were like, no. Like, she's got to be buried in the necklace. Like, how can she not have that on? It's not even, it wouldn't even be her without that on. Right. And it looked like she looked so pretty and, like, had the necklace on. Uh Do you know how much money? I mean, I may go dig up the grave, like, (laughs) to get that necklace back. (laughs) Because now, I'm like, I would kill. I would give anything for that necklace. Yeah. You know? it was hers. It was hers. And, like, I could wear it and... I would love to show my girls, like, my mother wore this every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, my sisters would kill each other over it, I'm right. sure. Yeah. But, like, so don't bury anyone in their jewelry. <laughs> Someone will want it. Take it off. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I do feel like that was a conversation that needed to be had ahead of time. Yeah. That stresses me out. Well, I think the plan was to take it. Yeah. That was the plan. Oh, okay. To keep it. Okay. And then when we were all standing there, my dad was like, we've... She's going to be buried in it. Oh. You know, like, we're not taking off her. Are you girls okay with that kind of thing? Did she wear it all the time? She wore it every day, yeah. Well, then maybe I get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, it really was. And I am glad, but yeah. I would love to have that piece of jewelry. Of course. But I do think pieces like that, that's what I need. That's what I'm lacking. I had yeah. a cross that I wore every day. That I got that for Millie when I had Millie. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I never got anything for Stella now that I'm thinking about Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. I need something for Stella. I deserve something <laughs> for Stella. Stella requires more than diamonds. Yes. Yeah, Stella's birthday. I should be getting one every year. Like, <laughs> we survived another year. Um, no, but I wore that every day, and then the chain broke, so I need to get it fixed. But yeah. my girls, they think of me with that cross on. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the that you can send in some of your jewelry to Jenny, and she'll repurpose it. Oh, yeah. I love that. Do you have a lot of that jewelry? Kind of like not really. I mean, I don't have like a statement thing that I wear every day. Like I, I don't. I know, like I, in your grandma, like a. I have a ring from my grandmother. Yes, I could. Yes, there's lots of yeah nuggets mm-hmm. that could be. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. <laughs> but no, I don't. Ha- I don't have like. I mean, both of my grandmothers had such a big family that I don't have a lot of that. But um, there's lots of daughters in there to, yeah. to get it. But. Um, you know, I don't know. At some point, I would love to be able to have that, though, that, that pa- I passed on, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the costume jewelry. I mean, you have a lot of that. But yes. I think that's fun to pass down, too. Like, oh, I've for got sure. some of my grandmother's stuff that, I mean, I don't think it's real. Right. You know? Yeah. But maybe it is. I don't know. Um, probably should find that out. Mm-hmm. But I love wearing that kind of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah. I don't have a look, though. I mean, you know, I, I, and, and I've thought about that all across the board. Like, I just don't have... You know, maybe you're like, that's fine. You'd get the diamond pendant and I'd wear a lightning bolt or like <laughs> yeah. roar. Yeah. That it is. I just, I just like to switch it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's you. I mean, look at us right now. You've got funky fun bracelets on. Uh-huh. I've got simple earrings. Maybe I don't have a necklace. It's just my ring. <laughs> it's okay. It's who we are. That's I right. did make my own jewelry with the kids' names on it. So. That's so fun. I thought a great point that she made was about being mentored in her industry. Mm-hmm. So many people, just to reiterate this fact again, are like, I don't know how to start. Or, you know, I feel like we've talked about that a million times on here, times. But I know that it has to be like, you have to ask people yeah. how to start. You, you know? got to get help. Yeah. We know you have questions. And so I love that 
to have people that can just come back and go, this is worth doing, this is not worth doing, you know, try this. And and really people, the power of the internet, people will write you back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. insane. Um, I liked how she also said that she wants to be able to tell her daughter that it was hard, yes, but it wasn't impossible. Mm. I feel like that's like that a big a truth too. bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should all think about that every day. And it's okay. I, I mean, so many people say this: we can do hard things. Yeah, Jen Hatmaker says that all the time, and mm-hmm. we can. Yeah, we're doing it right now. You know <laughs> that's day. right. You know that's right. Um, well, Jenny, we loved having you on the podcast, and we cannot wait to share all the great things of Campbell and Charlotte with the world. She's just another one of these Southern mamas who yep. we can patron. Just telling her story. Yep. And it's always nice to meet kind of the artist behind the, the piece. Well, I think that's what makes it so much more desirable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like art. When you go to a fun place and you collect this art, this person made this, or this was inspired by this, you know, it. In the South, we're storytellers, and to be able to link art and jewelry and have that personal connection to to where you're spending your money, Mm -hmm. to be more intentional, more purposeful, I think that's what what it's about. Thanks for listening today.